It's deep in the woods on the surface. I've been consistently working. I just stepped into my purpose. I know it'll be making them nervous. Only been focused on progress. Keeping a positive mindset. I ain't even turned up the ground yet. It's about to be over. Meaning the closure. Surface thinking podcast. Outlast competition curated by Becky Chad. Mentally driven to do the dash. Everyday life be moving fast. And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Timing is everything certainly. Used to be down that they all believe. Worldwide broadcast globally. This is Surface Thinking with Blackie Chad, and today's episode is sponsored by V-Mood Candle, a candle company that comes with playlists and moods that vibe with each other. V-Mood is vibes and moods put together, so I appreciate them for sponsoring this episode. So today, I have a special guest here that I've been waiting to talk to for probably a year and a half. Um, DM doesn't always work traditionally with trying to get high profile people because they have so many DMs that they can't answer them all of the time. So for me, she got back to me a year and a half later, but beggars can't be choosers. So I'm excited <laughs> for you to be here. Everybody give it up for Naima. Thank you for being here. You got a lot of jokes. So since you're shy, we want to start this off with just asking simple questions. And we'll see how we can ease up into it. So my first question for you is, which is a a surface thinking um, regular question. What are you afraid of? Um, I would say um, it's kind of cliche, but I I feel like I'm afraid of the unknown. Okay. Um, In a way where... You want certain things, but you feel like, uh, what if? Like, mm-hmm. You don't know what the unknown is, but mm-hmm. you're just afraid. But how can you be afraid of something that you don't know? So it's all <clears> in the mind. So do you trust your resilience? Like, for me, of course, I would say at some point in my life, I was afraid of the unknown. But knowing that nothing new is under the sun for me has helped me be like, whatever comes, I'll be able to deal with it. Right. So, do you feel resilient? Do you feel like you're scared that it's going to be a big blow on you? Or what makes you afraid of it? Um, I think it's just a, a, a lot that goes through my mind before the initial initially thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I think about all the stuff, pile it up in my mind, and be like, ugh, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So, are you... <clears throat> so, I'm, I feel like I'm very resilient. Because mm-hmm. I'm very resilient. Like, I always say that about myself. Like, I could bounce back from anything. But... It's just the point in the matter is of, like, not putting all of these thoughts on my head initially before the situation takes place. I feel like I have a clear mind and a clear conscience, then I can go ahead and jump to whatever I want to do or whoever I want to, you know, do something with. But I start piling all these things. I don't know why I do that. I do it with everything. People, work, things. So has it been experiences in your life that caused you to be like this? Yeah. Right. Um, past relationships, I would say, um, school with me, rejection, you know? So it's like, uh, I don't know. So what you mean by, what you mean by rejection? I'm I'm, I'm Um, intrigued to know what you mean by rejection. Like basically, so I'm a college girl, so I graduated from Westchester University. So yeah, my bachelor's degree in social work. So I feel like before initially getting into Westchester, I was at Shippensburg and then, you know, the experience, the experience happened from there when I got pregnant, had my baby, okay. and then I had to leave school. Okay. And then it's like doing it all over again. Okay. It's like insanity. I'm like, oh, I got to do this all over again and again and again. Right. So it's like you having a kid and then you stepping back from something that you initially was doing just to go back in it. But how do you go back in it? Because mm-hmm. now you you like at the point where it's like, 
uh, I'm getting too old to be in college with 19-year-olds right. and 18-year-olds. And it's like, I'm 23. Why didn't I just finish? Hmm. Why did I stop? So, the, the, I mean, of course, we don't want to ask this question. But do you live with regret? Because, like, <clears throat> for me, when things happen, like, me being Muslim, it's like everything is part of the cut of a law. So, it's basically mm -hmm. like the will of a law is supposed to happen the way it's supposed right. to happen. So, let's say... What if this prevented you from other things? Like a 23-year-old with a 19-year-old, you're able to be a little bit more mature and not indulge in those things right. as you would if you was 19. Because when I went to college, I'm blessed to be able to make it yeah. out because I was willing to do anything. I'm talking about drinking anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I was dealing with people that I shouldn't have been dealing with. And for me to make it out, I was blessed. Right. So did it save you? I think it did um, initially. Uh, because I felt like if I didn't get pregnant, because I was ripping and running, like right. I'm like I'm, right. I'm in college, I'm I'm away from my parents, right. I'm in lit, like right. you know. Right. So <laughs> I was like, you know, you get you fall in love, you think you in love, puppy love, because that was my first adult relationship. Okay. At that point, I'm like, you can't tell me nothing. Right. Like, right. <laughs> so it's the epitome of those. Younger... I don't feel like it's a regret though. Okay. For sure. I feel like. Could I, could I have waited? Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know my true self. Mm -hmm. I'm still young. I'm still growing. I'm, I'm went from, when you think about it, I went from college. I was always ahead of the game. Like mm -hmm. I went from straight, I had I always had a, um, a work roster. I was always working, going to school. Mm -hmm. So I already knew initially, like, this is it. I'm mm -hmm. going straight to college. There's right. nothing here for me. College was always on my mind. So I went straight from high school to college and then Right, because I did a summer program to advance and already have, you know, a little geeky, nerdy stuff. Right. Get already a GPA. Now I'm like, y'all freshmen can't play with me. Like, right. I got a GPA already. Y'all sure. got nothing. Right. So, you know, I already had a GPA going into my freshman year. They like, who this guy? So, and I'm like, dang, I had a baby. I failed myself. Mm. That's where the regret came in. Like, oh, you mm. messed up. But did I really mess up? Mm. Or is a part of the progress? That's but it's a part of your story. Yeah, like it's literally journey. for you. Like mm -hmm. for you, like all right, so being away from your family I'm, I'm I'm doubling back. Yeah. So being away from your family, was it um a goal to be different than how you were raised? Like I'm away were you like was a strict background, you were sheltered? Um. No, I wasn't sheltered. My mom was pretty fair about everything. I didn't have my dad growing up, so okay. I didn't know, like, the do's and don'ts and who not to date. I had to learn everything by myself. Right. Like, it was trial and error for me. Like, I, yeah, I have brothers and whatever, mm -hmm. but they doing their own thing. I got older siblings, mm -hmm. and I only have two younger siblings, so I'm in the middle. So mm -hmm. you're in the middle, you're not really paid attention to. That middle child always yeah, it's like you know, kinda. It's like I'm the middle, but middle low mm -hmm. so it's like i pay it my mom pay attention to me but she got she got work she got kids she mm -hmm. got you know she dealing with the two younger kids so right. now i'm like calling my sister but she busy she living her life mm -hmm. i call my brother oh you be all right mm -hmm. so it's like yeah who gonna help me right. like, i'm drowning right now <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so um so it wasn't it was more of an escape for me like i always like i always was the mom to my friends like even in high school college even now and I always be like, you know, if I don't go away to college, what I'm going to do? Because mm. this is my only escape. Mm -hmm. And it was it was like a, it wasn't like, you know how some people go to college. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to college or I'm going to just go get a trade. Like, I needed to get away to mm -hmm. figure out who I was. Okay. Um, Did you recognize that then? Yeah, I recognized that in high school. What made you recognize that? 
Um, simply because I just knew I had a bigger purpose mm. and I felt like if I stayed home, like some of the kids did in high school, I don't think I would have gotten this far or excel or pushed myself to my fullest potential. And I felt like me being on my own, I could fail mm-hmm. or succeed. Okay. And I wasn't scared to fail, but I was scared to, I guess get to a certain space and then it's like oh that's i gotta do more and then it's more and more and more and more so so growing up were you able to recognize failure and success like did you have an examples of failures and success and successes to see where you want it like okay i've seen these failures i don't want to be like that mm-hmm. but i've seen the successes i want to be like them yeah so my grandpa i always looked up to him he does like international trade Mm -hmm. like caribbean international trade for united states so and then but he does it through africa and i always looked up to him like because he's just it it was including with travel because i'm like dang i like to travel and i learned that about myself i like to move around i don't like to be confined in one space Mm -hmm. that's why i never held the job too because i don't like i don't take well to authority (laughs) and that's tell me what to do so yeah so i seen that side where success and then my aunt she moved to california for to do um uh, stuff with makeup and stuff like that and then you see the failure side and you see um your siblings dropping in and out of college and mm-hmm. it's like don't look right. how many more schools you're gonna go to right. and then my mom growing up she you know she had her, her mishaps or whatever but i never held it against her mm-hmm. so i was just like you know what if i have kids i want to be better than her if i have if i'm going to school i want to finish because mm-hmm. i'm the first person in my immediate family to finish college and get okay. a, a college degree okay so that was a compliment for me for my siblings because I know, like, if I can do this, then it set the tone for those Everybody. coming. So, okay. yeah. So now I got two little brothers in college. One is at Villanova, both playing for football. So hopefully he's, like, the top prospect there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he get drafted. And then my little brother, he's at um, Kutztown. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this set me, I set the tone for the next two generations. So... Mm-hmm. So if your mom finished college, right, mm-hmm. and your older siblings finished college, do you think you would be the vessel or the the transfusion of information for your younger two brothers? You said if they finished? Like if everybody finished, yeah. that wouldn't be your... That, that wouldn't be my... It wouldn't be my problem. Right. You would be... You, I would be... It would just add to whatever else we... But now that you finished, you are the vessel in the streamline to help your brothers and your two brothers. mm -hmm. So that's why I feel like everything happens for a reason. You were supposed to go through these things Mm -hmm. to be in this space. And now I have... Now it's to the point where my nieces, they're like my little sisters, Mm -hmm. my sister daughters, and they're... One is graduating early from high school with her sister who initially graduated on time. And that's a beautiful thing to me because, you know, inner city kids don't have that privilege to do that. So the fact that she's able to do that is really a blessing. And I shout out to my sister for that, for raising them to be, like, Mm -hmm. self-sufficient, a go-getter. And now it it, it messed me up a little bit the other day when she texted me, like, "Um, yeah, something about college. And I'm like, something about acceptance letters and stuff like that. And I'm like, dang. I didn't go to school. Who would she be able to talk to? Exactly. Might be getting the wrong information. Yeah, so I told her, I'm like, you know, I'll delay this information to you, but also seek out and talk to your counselor at school because times change. Mm -hmm. When I was going to school, it was different. Mm -hmm. Now they 
you got to do this, corona done hit. Mm-hmm. It's so many different things that's going on. So, Thanks. But I was happy to share that information with her because it's like, oh, okay, she do have some type of insight mm-hmm. and can redirect me into who I need to talk to. Because sometimes you don't always look up to your mom as that aunt yeah, or that, or that grandpa, grandpa or, or, or that something. friend, that yeah. cousin, you know, or that, oh, that's like my aunt, but that's not really my mm-hmm. aunt. So. Or your friends, yeah. cousins, or moms, or something like that. So we, we find inspiration in cer- certain places. The good thing is you found positive information. So yeah. my next question for you is, are you happy? <laughs> in a sense of... See, this is what I was telling you about. <laughs> take it any way you want to take it, right? This is really um, service thinking for you. It's really to ask you, are you happy? And you can literally take it any way you want to take it. I feel like some, I feel like 50-50. Okay. Because nobody is fully happy. I feel like for me, you have good, good days, you have bad days. So mm-hmm. today I can say, I'm happy. Okay. I woke up. I was excited. I'm not a morning person. Okay. So, and I ate breakfast today. So, okay. yeah. All right. So, you're going to take the easy way out. So, <laughs> it's my job to go a little bit deeper. So, for you to minimalize it all, to to make it minuscule to just today and say that you're happy, which is good. But I feel like in life, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have a great time at home. You're going to hate going to work. But then mm-hmm. you're going to have fun getting off of work because it's happy hour or right. something like that. Overall, is Naima happy? Um, I would say I'm happy, but there's more work to do. Okay. Is that fair? No. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I'm not trying to dig too deep, but no, yeah. No, so I feel like I'm happy um, because, I one, you can wake up every day. That's a blessing. Two, um, I accomplished so many things at a young age, 26, mm. um, and I can look back and say, Dang, that really, like, you know, overall, mm-hmm. things that you feel like now didn't make sense, it makes sense now because it once made you happy. Right. So you wouldn't have got to a situation if it didn't make you happy. Mm-hmm. So you can't, that's why when we go back to talk about regret, I say I don't regret it because it once made me happy. But do I think things could be different? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are you a good um a good detective of good character like can you see good people um do you struggle with that i sh- i've struggled but i feel like now for like the past two years i'm it's, it's i'm working on trying to be a good judge of character in reference to what i want in my life okay like i always try to see the good in people and try to be like oh you know i'm gonna get the benefit of it out but now it's like you have to figure out what you want in your life and what type of people you want surrounding you. Mm-hmm. So I always be like, oh, you know, I'm welcoming everybody in just to give it a chance. But you can't do that. Right. You really have to be very, very careful with people because mm-hmm. people can put on a smile, people can act. And I, oh, this is my favorite line to say. Like, I always tell people this, like, a person, actions can change, but their character always stays the same. Your character as far as what you believe in, how you think, your morals, your values, how you was raised. That's, yes, your character. Mm. But your your actions can always change, but your character stays the same. So I'm very big on character. So I feel like now, at the rate of my life where I'm going, I feel like I am great at, you know, being a good judge of character for people. Mm. Because I'm at peace now. Mm. 
and before it was chaos. And it was just like always drama. It was always this. So I'm always pulled this way. And then it's like I'm my name and I'm like I didn't even do nothing. Right, like for sure. so now it's like I don't want those type of people around me. Like mm. I, I'm at peace. Mm. So in order to meet me at my level, you had to bring peace in my life. Mm. So bring peace or add peace. Yeah. So with you being not to say this is a hierarchy, but like for you to be like the go to, mm-hmm. like who do you go to? That's a good question. Because um, there is a a stigma for people like you and I who are the go-tos that we're always okay. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel for, just for me, I'm speaking for myself, if somebody tells me things that they're going through or they're coming to vent to me, it's hard for me to reciprocate that energy with yeah. me venting. So it causes me to like, push down my issues even yeah. further because it's like, mm-hmm. dang, you're going through some stuff. I don't want to yeah, really put I that on you. Put, you know. So who do you talk to about the things that you're going um, through? I really don't talk to people. Like, I have three people I talk to. is either my sister, one of my best girlfriends, her name is Taylor, hmm. and um, probably sometime my mom. But hmm. then, you know, you can't get to really, you know, you don't want to really, like, Talk to your mom about stuff too mm. much, and I just be trying to water it down. And she be like, "Girl, please," but like, or I'll just keep it to myself. Like I started writing in my journals and stuff like that. Okay. You know, just getting out whatever I say. Close, close my phone. Like my notes is my best friend in my mm. phone. So, I mean, not to put that out there because I don't know why he's still in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for me, I'm a real good, not a judgment of character, but mm-hmm. judgment. I, I'm, I'm a good judge of energy. Yeah. So, with the energy that I'm getting from you today, is that you love really hard, right? I do. And it's like, just assuming, uh, you love really hard and there's no in-between. Mm-hmm. And loving to loving people hard has caused you some heartbreak. I do. So, can we talk about why or what happened or um, anything like that? Like, what causes you to love hard? Because there has to be... Some emptiness or, like, if it's not emptiness, it's just your character. Are are you a natural loving person? Yeah, I feel like I'm a lot of people, I get that from a lot of people uh, that say, like, you know, you just, the vibe and your aura is just, like, I can't, you know, mm. want, it's stick. Because mm. like, now I want to be around you every day and just, like, I'm, like... Right. Hold on now, right. back up. Okay. So, I feel like I have this aura where I, I people gravitate towards me and then I push them away. They don't, it's not them. Mm-hmm. They think it's them, but mm-hmm. it's really not them because I know it's me. Okay. I don't like to get close to people because I don't like disappointment. Okay. And I feel like sometimes when I meet people, they like the idea mm. of me. Mm. But when they get up close and personal, it's like, oh. hmm. This is really hard, and it's too much for them to handle at that time. It's like okay. too much to bite off. Okay. So it's like I want a piece of her, mm-hmm. but it's too much to chew and, and swallow because now she now it's like, oh, I gotta come, I gotta approach her a little different. Mm. You know? Why do you think that is though? I don't know. I I honestly really don't know. And it's like I'm not gonna change who I am or mm. water myself down for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not big on settling, so I feel like it's just. So I don't know. It's just something that sh- I've hear I've heard this a million and one times. Like, or like as far as like, say for instance, men. <laughs> I'll meet a guy, and he'll be like, you know, I want you, da 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 da, and then we'll talk. And it's just 
like you can't even match me mentally mm. like you how you want me you mm. like you you like the idea of wanting me mm-hmm. but do you even deserve to be in my space so what are you doing because for me i'm just saying for me yeah before anything that happens i blame myself right because it's something that i did that could have caused, caused that. that so what are you doing that people fall in love with the perception of you mm-hmm. versus who you really are? Um, I, I don't know. Because I also think that, like, beautiful looks, right, mm-hmm. can get misconstrued. Like, I've seen some, like, beautiful, dumb people, right? Yeah. But I also think that, like, people, people's assumptions of you, they create who they want to be for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, if they think you are a certain way, they want to be that, and then when they feel like you're not, that way they fall back because yeah, they can't I had, I had that conversation with a guy before and I had that conversation with my sister recently and I'm like, you know, people have to stop expecting. Mm-hmm. Expectations lead to disappointment. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect me to be a certain way because that's your idea and your head. You have to figure out who this person is mm-hmm. on your own. Your idea mm-hmm. in your head is not her or him. But you suffer from that too, though. I do, and I and you know it's so funny. I did this. I was dating a guy recently, maybe from like April to July, and I put this idea in my head like he was just this perfect person, and it's just like I, the expectation I had in my head, mm-hmm. and when I when he when I started to see the opposite, it really disappointed me. But I'm like, how am I disappointing when this is my fault? Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't feel sorry for myself. I just don't do it again. So let me ask you this. You go out to a bar, mm-hmm. happy hour, go to South Street, you go anywhere, and a guy tries to talk to you. What is the first thing that you look at? His teeth. Okay, his teeth. Okay. <laughs> then after his teeth, what else? His shoes. Okay. Now, what does what will his shoes indicate? Um. Honestly, nothing. It's just... It's, <laughs> so you are doing what is being done to you so we all do it right we all do it so a guy if he has dirty fingernails or messed up teeth yeah. or his shoes are bad your perception of him has said dude you're not in my league <laughs> but we didn't see what type of car he drove we don't see what right. type of uh penthouse he has so we all suffer from that so how do we how change do we that fix it I, and the question is i don't know because okay. i do i just did it recently okay. um two weeks ago mm-hmm. i was in my fr- my friend car and i'm like pull his hand i'm like you need to clean your nails i don't like that mm-hmm. he like man i've been running around you know me i'm like that's no excuse mm-hmm. before you leave out the house you need to make sure you're well put together i'm not saying have on the latest drip but Make sure your hygiene is up to par. Not that his uh, hygiene is bad, but mm. I don't like dirty fingernails. It makes me cringe. Mm. So I I did it again. And I'm so like, what if he hit, what if he's a contractor or he's not a contractor? He he he's in the real estate and his roofer decides to not show up today. So he knows about roofing. He decides to go pick up some tar, carry it on the roof, and pick up the tar and put it in there and then meet you afterwards. That nigga ain't pick up no roof. <laughs> <laughs> See, of course you know him better. You know him better than I do. So, do we have to be better we have judgments be, of interior? Like, yeah, I feel like we have to give people a break because sometimes you never know what they're going through on mm-hmm. a daily basis. You don't know if people. You know, you just never know it because you don't live with this person. Mm-hmm. You know, and me, I'm single, so I'm just dating and figuring out what I want, what I don't like, what 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 I can deal with, mm-hmm. not what I can settle for, what I can deal with because. You can deal with something, but you don't have to settle for it. Mm-hmm. 
feelings come with adjustments and changes. Okay. Settling and mean that. You're just, this is it. Yeah, this is it. Mm. This is the end all be all. Do you know how to date? Honestly, no. Okay. I've been in a relationship for four and a half years. Okay. Since I was from 18 to 23. Okay. So I... This, You're spring chicken now at this point. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, don't, I only know how to be a girlfriend. Okay. Like... And that's another issue that I have because men they want to have fun. Mm-hmm. They try. They not. They not trying to look really for a relationship. Like some are, mm-hmm. but initially they want to have fun. They want to dip in dead. They want to do that. Like me, I'm like when I talk to a guy, I'm like, oh yeah, we in it. I'm mm-hmm. creating these things in my head. Oh, we gonna do this. We gonna do this. And like you know. I don't, I like to commit to one person, but now I know that I have to date a few people, mm-hmm. so I won't get my feelings hurt. So now you want to act crazy over here, not text me back, call me back, or read, or you don't feel like you want to be consistent one week, then the next week you pick up, and it's, it's I can't do that. So my question to you is, are you fully over your last relationship? Now I don't want to get deep into that, but what I also do is we tr- we take things from the past and bring yeah, them to the fore to our to our expectations. So with you, I'm not saying that you are looking for that relationship, but have you really deaded the ending and said, obviously I have to create a new future or are you trying to recreate what you have? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I usually have a lot of those great questions. <laughs> so myself. But no, honestly, um, I am over my last relationship, but I feel like no matter what the situation is between me and him, um, he set the bar high. Mm. You know, I was traveling young. Mm. I, you know, he took care of me young. He was young. So I always had that idea that a man's supposed to cater to his woman and honor his woman. And no matter what the situation is between you and him, no matter the, like the problems y'all go through, things still had to be taken care of. Mm. And we was both living together for four years. Mm. So... That's all I, that's like, I know how to be, I guess you want to say a girlfriend, a wife, a, I, I know how to be nurturing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to like talk to five different guys. That's not my thing. Like, But are you open to understand what is trying to be taught to you? Right? So prime example, the guy that you had, let me ask you this. And these are, these are honest mm-hmm. questions. Were you as driven are you as you are now when you were with him? Or did you feel like everything was taken care of so you didn't have the need to want to be? Yeah, I felt like everything was taken care of. Okay, so. It was, it was the comfortability. Okay, so it was the comfortability. Boom. All right, we're we getting somewhere with this. Okay, so what if, whatever religion that you believe in or whatever you mm-hmm. whatever being or whatever you believe in, what if, okay, I know how to be treated from mm-hmm. how he treated me. Right. But now this time is for me to become more independent for myself and share these things with somebody so that I don't feel enamored with what you can do for me and what I can do for mm-hmm. myself. So this might be the time because he was with you from a young adolescent age yeah. to, to, to the the blossoming of you being a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Or growing to be a woman. So your growth is contingent or conducive with what you can do for yourself. Yeah. So maybe what he taught you was, wow, this is how I should be treated. But I want to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. And what can you bring to me? What can you add to what I'm already doing yeah. for myself? Because I ain't going to lie. Right now, for women, it's up. Y'all is killing yeah, it. Yeah. And Businesses, it's, it's, boss The bar type. is set high. And I'm like, 
you know, I'm like, this all you got? Mm. Never mind, I'm cool. So what is the minimum that you would want from a man? I feel like initially for me, I can do anything for myself. Mm -hmm. I could take myself on vacation. I could buy myself those $1,500 boots, $2,000 bags. But it's not all about that. Like, I just feel like whatever I'm doing, you should be able to add to that. Mm. What like it, it goes beyond texting and going out to dinner. Like I like intellectual conversation. I need to 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 you know pick your brain a little bit. Okay. I don't want to hear about what you're doing. I'm doing the same thing I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know what I do? Mm-hmm. I cook. Mm-hmm. I don't have no other job, right. so you know what I do. You could go as far as like, oh, I know you got to cook today. Let's meet up in the morning. Let's go get, you know what I'm saying? What, what else do you need? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's not about the money. It's just about I'm going to do this for her because I want to do it, not that I had to ask you to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, so I'll just give you a little background on my wife, right? So with my wife, I don't really care too much about gifts. Yeah. She don't have to buy me expensive stuff. I think that's every guy, though. I just need her to support what I do. Yeah. And like it on Facebook or repost it mm-hmm. because that's showing me you support me. Yeah. So for me, I just want her to be like, I like what you did. That yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. my love language. So for me, my love language is words of affirmation. Let me know that I'm ironing mm-hmm. this shirt really good or let yeah. me know that I cleaned mm-hmm. the kitchen really well. So for me, that works. But do you understand and know your love language? I think I, I can identify maybe three. Okay. So one would be physical touch. Okay. And I'm an affectionate person, but I have to like you. Okay. Don't be touching on me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Hold, hold. Before, 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 before you answer that, right? I don't even think I want to know, right? Because right. I do believe this. I believe that in the dating process, from the people that I talk to and the people that mm-hmm. I deal with and I'm cool with, I think that it's important for a person to want to learn how to love you or how to like you. Yeah. So I feel like when you tell somebody mm-hmm. what you want or what you like, the, the they can fake it. They, you fall in love yeah. with the representative, yeah. and the knack to do that is mm-hmm. basically what it's, it is. It's that's easy. It. And it's all, all right. That's all you want. That's all you boom, want. Boom, boom, boom. I got. That's why I said character versus action because now I'm telling you all these things. You can act on it, mm-hmm. but when your character gonna kick in, mm-hmm. the true you. Mm-hmm. So is it when you move in or is it? I feel like it's when you're in a vulnerable state. When you're at your most vulnerable self, that's when this character come out. And that goes for the woman or man as well, whoever. But I just feel like people can really put on an act. Mm-hmm. It could be six months. It could be one month. It could be two years because you never know a person. Mm-hmm. I just talked to my friend yesterday and I told him, I said, because he we was talking about relationships and he like you know you you want to hop into a relationship already it's not about hopping into a relationship because even while you in a relationship you never get comfortable mm. you're supposed to constantly get to know your partner and who you with because people change all the time you people constantly evolve and grow from adults middle age older adults you that's how, how you know when you see somebody that's married for 30 plus years you they they're constantly changing. They're mm-hmm. con- their appearance is changing. Their looks is changing. Their mind is changing. Everything's changing. So you gotta constantly get to know this person. They not who you are. They not who they are when you first met them. Mm. But that's totally you know to each its own. But that's just how I feel. 
mm-hmm. about any relationship, friendships and everything. Me and, my, we didn't, me and one of my best girlfriends, we've been friends for almost 13 years since high school. She's a whole different person. Mm. She is a she is crazy, but mm. I love her to death. But do you know how to love yourself? Yeah. What does that consist of? Me loving myself consists of being alone to figure out um, me. Mm. Um, to like acts of service for myself to mm. make myself feel happy and love. Like I like buying myself flowers, mm. and that's something I do. Like on a regular, like I don't have to feel love when somebody else do it. I can, yeah, give it to myself. Mm -hmm. So, acts of service for me, um, self care as far as going to food shop or going to get a facial or going to read a book by myself, like or just sleeping for ten hours, like just little things like that is like, oh yeah, like I I'm in tune with myself. Like Mm -hmm. I don't have to feel validated from somebody else. Like I know what works for me and I know what don't works for me. Mm. So that's interesting. So where do you see yourself in the next six months? Uh, I honestly don't even know. Like I'm just going with the flow of things. Like so initially, I'm just coming out of working. Okay. So it's crazy. Um, a crazy little story. So I was working for two years and like. Um, service coordination like social work mm-hmm. then I left that job and then I got a, a, another job working at the hospital doing accounts receivable and then they fired me they said they said they didn't like my attitude but I feel like I don't have an attitude problem okay. so. um, they fired me in March it was like three days before my birthday and I was planning to go to Miami and they fired me like on a Wednesday and I guess they thought I was going to beg to get my job back. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that initially that's what they thought. And I'm like, huh, listen. But I was cooking at the same time. So I was working, cooking, mm-hmm. like doing both, and still taking my class for that I needed to fulfill for my degree. Mm-hmm. As soon as they fired me, I was, like, happy. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Say no more now. I'm staying longer in Miami. Right, right, <laughs> right, tripping. Right, right. So I left for my flight. I'm, like, trying to put together what I'm going to do when I get back. I talked to one of my guy friends. He's like, just cook. Like, just go full-time with cooking. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. You mm-hmm. make more money doing that anyway. As soon as I got back, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck coming back from Atlanta because mm-hmm. I had went to Miami, then I went to Atlanta. So I was stuck. Like, they, they it's like this big emergency thing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to get back home. So I ended my stay, and then I came back home. And then I started cooking, and then it was just up from there. Like, mm. I'm like, I don't know what I did, but it, right. it was it's working. Right. Like, right. it was just working. I'm like, dang, this is good. I'm seeing the money. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, all right, boom. And I just started cooking, and I started catering more events, and I did my first wedding um, back in last month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, this is really it. Like, mm. this is what I need to be doing. So I feel like going into the next six months i'm just going to keep booking events and figuring out networking talking to people because i'm a nine to five girl mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur i'm just getting into entrepreneurship and still growing and learning so i feel like these next six months i'm gonna dedicate to learning about you know business credit um getting my paperwork right you know all that stuff initially that i should have been doing but i was playing around because i had my nine to five to cover mm-hmm. my ass mm-hmm. so now it's my business, mm. and I can't treat it like a hustle no more. For sure. So, 
So, that's where I'm at with that. So what was college for? I, I it was, and I'm not asking this in a bad way yeah. because I I ask the same question because right. college really didn't do for me what it what, what, what it's you, uh, intended to do. Yeah. So what was it for you? A way out. Mm, okay. Um, to meet different people. After high school, I'm like, what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a goal. Okay. Like, you know how people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sell cars. I'm gonna... I didn't have a goal. Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, but I knew I didn't want to stay home. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what it was, but I just didn't want to stay home. And I remember going into my counselor's office, and she was like, you got an acceptance letter to Shippensburg. I'm like, Shippensburg, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm like, but initially... I was excited about college, though, because I didn't go there to say, oh, I'm going to major in such and such. I just wanted to get away. Like, right. I wanted to get away from the chaos, family drama. I didn't want to be around nobody. Like, right. I wanted a whole new vibe. Mm. So, initially, the plan was to go to Virginia State because I had one on a whole college tour for a week in the South. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Like, everything about the South, I just love. Mm. And I'm like, dang. And I went there. I got accepted. But didn't have the money to go mm-hmm. so i'm like you know i'm have to settle for something because right. i'm getting out of here like right. i got to go so it was just more for basically like i said earlier to escape mm. you know i think for me the connections i can say in a sense yeah. i build a bigger not following but i build a bigger rolodex Rolex, of people yeah. but i also think it was just for me to see something different to understand what still was so i went to iup which is oh okay yeah the same thing totally just like out in the boondocks boondocks it's cold at 4 30 yeah it was like four and a half hours from here and for me it was just giving me an opportunity to just be free and not have the pressure of like right. real life situations because at the same you're a college student there's really no care in the world like we figured out we all yo, put up that 30 was, that was get like slavery yeah like <laughs> It's like jail. Yo, it was bad, right? Like, if you ain't eat by seven, you might be hungry. But we all really congregated amongst yeah. each other and, and made it, it work. It was more like a, a sisterhood and brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for me, because when I got there, I got there in the summertime, and I knew, met everybody. Like, by the time school year started, I was locked in. I'm mm-hmm. like, they like, yeah, this my young boy. Mm-hmm. How, you know, right. how you know right. her that quick? Like, right. mind your business. <laughs> so, but yeah, and it was... Like, I enjoy college, don't get me wrong, but I just didn't know what my end goal was with college. Like, I'm going to get a degree and then what? Hmm. Work for the rest of my life? Like, I don't know. Mm. So, can we say for the a majority of your Dell Hill from 18 to now, it was a whole lot of, I don't know, but situations and times has caused you to understand what you yeah. probably are here for? Mm-hmm. So, like, what joys do you get out of cooking? Like, is is it fun? It's, it's therapeutic. Okay. Um, it's like my escape from reality. I get into my zone, mm-hmm. turn on my music because I'm an R&B girl. I mm-hmm. love R&B. Right. Um, turn on my R&B. Wherever, whatever kitchen I'm in, right, it's mine, a friend, a building. It, it's just like I create my vibe in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which create the vibe for the food. So now it's like if I post this gorgeous plate, it's like how the fuck do she do that? Right, for like, sure. Sure. But it's like art to me. Like it's something that I love to do. Like I don't like to do it for the money because money gonna come when you love something. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's I'm passionate with cooking. Rather I be tired 
whatever the case may be, it's my passion. It was always cooking was always a hobby for me. And then I just turned my passion into dollars. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like um, it's art. It's like art. I like putting stuff together, making it look pretty. Like, and then it's therapeutic. It, it's my escape from everything. I'm feeling stressed out. I'm about to go make me a big ass, yeah, <laughs> yeah big ass dinner. I don't even know who it's for, but I'm about to make it. And they like, well, are you selling this? No. Half of the time, I don't even eat my food. Right. So, I just cook it. I like for people to react off of it. Like, I like the reaction. I like, and I like getting people aroused. Like, dang, she posted this food. She ain't selling it. I'm stressed out. Like, right. people really be harassed to me. Like, what are you going to sell food? Right. I'm like, I don't know. But. So, is, so, the goal in life is to do something that you love, and you love to do it, and yeah. it's something that you would do for free. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Because I feel like, it was never about the money with me with cooking because I didn't know what my goal was with cooking initially. How I started cooking was my friend, he wanted meal preps because he worked out. And this, I was working like crazy at my job. And I came home one day, like, can you meal prep for me for next week? I'm like, no, I don't cook. Like, mm. he like, you do cook. And I'm like, mm. no, but I don't like do that. Like, he like, can you please just do it? So I did it. And I'm not thinking nothing of it because I post just stuff on Instagram. But then I posted meal prep, like meal prep for my friend, blah, blah, blah. Ding, ding, ding. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you meal prep? I didn't know you do that. Right. Can you meal prep? So then it went from three people to 10 people to 15 people. And then, like I said, it's only me. So I'm overwhelmed because I'm like, hold up. Right. I still got a, my daughter was one at the time. I got a one-year-old, two-year-old to worry about. Like, hold on. Like, and I got to go to work in school every day? Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. So I stopped doing meal preps. And then this girl, she reached out to me. I don't know how she found me, but she was going to Westchester. Mm-hmm. And she was like, can you cook for my graduation dinner? She was like, have you catered? She was like, do you cater? I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe. I think. So right. I'm like, I'm gonna fake it till I make it, right. whatever. So she like, yeah, I want you to cater my event, and this was the first time I was like, how many people? She was like, a hundred people. Mine, but that's around that time I'd never catered an event before, so I don't know right. how much stuff costs. I don't know. I'm just winging it. So I did it, and I charged her. For, I was like five hundred dollars, and then. When I told people, they like, $500? You crazy? <laughs> so, you I'm like, I didn't food. know. like right. Macaroni and cheese, 500 yes, I, I didn't know, <laughs> know right. what to do. I'm just faking it. So, But that one event, because she kept saying, I was reaching out to other people. They were charging me an arm and a leg. I just needed somebody affordable. But it's so crazy because when I got to her party, 100 people wasn't there. Mm. But it was so much food left over that she was just still so grateful and appreciative. Mm. And Right after that event, when I posted it, I just been book, getting bookings ever since, and I'm like, you know what? Did you make money that day? I think I did. Probably like a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> okay, but I'm pretty sure the prices but went yeah, up. Yeah, you right. know the prices went up. I yeah. ain't got time for that. Right. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, but yeah, so. as a <clears throat> as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to hide from your daughter? Like, what are you trying to shield her from? I honestly, I feel like I don't want to shield her from anything because eventually she's going to have to grow up and see things. So right now, like, I try to tell her, like, you know, you're too young to do this or you're too young to say these things. You're not grown. Mm-hmm. But this is what grown people do. Mm-hmm. 
but you're not grown. Okay. So I don't try to shield her from anything because she's very bright and very smart. And she's very aware. One thing about her, she's very aware of everything. Her surroundings, people she be around, and she's very big on energy. If your energy is off, she will not talk because my daughter is very talkative. Mm -hmm. She will not talk to you. She will look at you like you're crazy. Mm. And she will be like, I'm ready to go now. Mm. So I know when she does that, it's like the energy is off. Mm. Like, so... It never works. So I try not to hide nothing from her, but I try to be very careful what I present to her and present in her space because she's still a child. Mm-hmm. She's innocent. So I just say, yeah, because everything is technology now. Like, mm-hmm. they, even if you try to hide it, they're going to see it. For sure, somewhere. Yeah, they're going to see it. Like, she's with me, then she's with her dad on the weekends. So it's like, I don't know what he's showing her. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't know if she's around other people you know because he has family too so mm-hmm. we don't, i don't know what he that she does on the weekends with her dad or where he takes her on the weekends because that that one weekend can turn into something that she done that stuck in her brain forever yeah, for sure so you just gotta try the best you can i feel like i don't want to hide anything from her but i just want to make sure she knows the i i want i want to say like the capacity capa- the capacity of this is for this, mm-hmm. and this is for that, and you're okay. not growing. You're a child, so you have to stay in the child's place. Mm-hmm. So, I feel I feel like everything you said is real, but it's so hard. Like, it's hard. It's hard because like they gonna figure it out, and we all really like gravitate to something that's not really good mm-hmm. for us. So, so for my daughter, she has a, a really not strict life, but she has a structured life. Yeah. So when she talks to her friends, it always come back to me is. My friend's mom let them do, do it. it. So it's just like, of course, the, the if your friends jump off the bridge, would you follow? They'd be like, mm-hmm. no, of course. But that doesn't really pertain to what they're to what going they're through. saying right now. I want to do what my uh-huh. friends doing. So it can't be that bad if they're friends. But they don't understand. Like, like just because you're, I used to love, I used to hate the fact that I had friends that would be outside at two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Twelve years old, thirteen years old. My dad, like they doing it. They parents don't care about them. I couldn't understand that. I thought like they parents do care about them because they want them to be happy. But I didn't realize that ain't nothing good happening at two and three, two, o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. In the morning. You know what what are saying? you doing outside? So my dad and my mom keeping me away from that stuff has helped me to be to who I am. And those people that were out two or three o'clock in the morning yeah, are probably clearly. getting woken yeah. up two or three o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For for count. Um, but it's very hard being a parent. And do you think that there's things that your parents didn't do that you integrated into the way you, you um, teach your daughter? Yeah, most definitely. Um, yeah, I feel like, okay, so initially when having a kid, I never wanted to have kids. Like, I did, but not, like, that young. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, am I ready for this? Like, am I going to be a good mom? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you have those thoughts, like, am I going to be a good mom? Like... I hope I don't fuck up. But what are you really fucking up? Right. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just you just creating all of this stuff in your head. And it's just like, uh, whatever. But I feel like being as I didn't have my dad growing up, I always want to hurt. I to always told her dad, whatever we go through, I just want you to be active. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a parent can be present, but they are not active. You mm-hmm. could live in the household with somebody. Facts. And they are not time. active. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing to contribute to her life or his life? Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. You're not adding to anything. So it's like, hello. So 
Um, but as far as me, I didn't have my dad growing up, so I don't know how it is to have a father. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. So he never lived in a household with me, mm-hmm. and I haven't talked to my dad in years. I don't. I haven't seen him talk to him. No nothing. Mm-hmm. It's probably nothing I did, but it's just him. Mm-hmm. Your character. For sure. He was just a nut. So, <laughs> so, sure. um, I feel like I always wanted my daughter to have that relationship with her dad and me and him go tick for tick all the time because he don't understand but he should because he didn't have his dad growing up but mm-hmm. then again he's a man so mm-hmm. it's like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take that put it in my back pocket and i'm gonna go on my life mm-hmm. but women we process it differently like mm-hmm. it's a, it's more of an emotional thing mm-hmm. sure you know so i i feel like i feel like i always have that that fight with my mind and then him and it's like you know i don't want her to feel like you wasn't there for her right. because then that's gonna be your fault not mm, mine for like sure. i i I'm express i really express that to him like that's gonna be your fault and not mine because if she feel a way about you not being there clearly it's something that you did mm-hmm. that made her feel that way she's mm-hmm. not gonna come out of nowhere to feel like that and that's how i feel like i felt like the emptiness of my dad not being there i felt like if maybe you was there things would have been a little different mm-hmm. or the type of guy that i was attracted to would have been a little bit different than mm-hmm. you know the regular street guy taking care of me you know stuff like that so and also patience like I barely hit my daughter or yell her like we have this thing where she starts to act crazy she spares out fall on the floor and I'm like you know what you got five seconds to get up if I count the five you're not off the floor I'm gonna pop you and she, mm-hmm. I'm like one she'd be like, right, <laughs> so right. be like yeah so I was like patience like my mom it's like I'll be like, oh, my God, here she comes. Like, right. you know, you already scared. Like, right. back in the day, you like, oh, shit. Like, so my daughter, like, she's scared of me, but she she play with me, too. Like, she she take that inch. Mm-hmm. But my mom is like, she snaps. Like, why does not it? It's like constantly yelling. It's like, relax. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Right. And I treat my kid like a kid. Like, I don't like parents who be popping a kid for, for them being a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, kids have a million and one things going through their mind. Like, sure. they want to know why the candle is burning. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to know why it's shaking. Like, mm-hmm. like they don't know. They just curious. So, mm-hmm. it's like, I let her be her own self and have her own individuality and allow her to do things and mess up, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she had the slime. I hate slime. Mm-hmm. The other day, she got slime. I'm like, told her, you can have the slime. But if I find it on the carpet, I'm throwing it in the trash. So she's like, where's my slime? I said, I threw it in the trash. She's like, why would you do that? I'm like, because I told you not to put it on the carpet. Right. But it's no but because you already know what I told you. So right. you have to be more responsible. I told her that. And I talked to her like an adult. Right. Because she has to know. I'm, I'm on baby talk. Yeah, right. you can process it. So she thinks on her feet. So now she starts the lying stuff. And it's four years old. And I'm like, why are you lying? <laughs> that really irks me. Yeah. Like, you're a liar? Right. Like, that's crazy. Right. She's like, I didn't. You did. Right. Who else? I don't have another kid. Who right. else did it? Else so did it, right. it's like, so I try to teach her be accountable. Mm. Always be accountable and always be responsible because sometimes you're going to be by yourself. Mm. I'm not going to always be there. So you have to be responsible and think before you act and you have to be accountable. And she understands what I'm saying because I always talk to her since she was two like that. I talk to her like an adult. I don't do baby talk. Right. You have to understand what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I don't play that. So I think that's something I do different versus my mom. My mom has seven kids, mm. so many different kids. How am I going? You know, so, so maybe that's why she didn't have yeah. patience. 
Yeah. There's a lot of y'all running around there. Yeah, I'll be so. going crazy with these three up players. So. so I also want to learn things because I, in these times we, we see people who are not willing or not willing to put themselves in somebody else's mm-hmm. shoes to understand somebody else's plight or somebody else's issues. So what is it like being a black woman? Like, what are the things that you guys go through that somebody like me or anybody that possibly listens could understand or say, dang, I never thought of it like that? Um, being a black woman, it's kind of hard. Like, we, we, I feel like, so I'm going to go from levels, like, as far as jobs. Mm-hmm. It's like, they know what we're capable of. They know our... Um, that we can succeed in every position we're put in, but they don't want us to be at that threshold because mm-hmm. it's like because she's black. Now I'm gonna think. Now you think you better than us. Mm. So that like I always worked in white companies where they like, oh this young girl like you smart. You you it's always you got potential mm. or you no I have it. You just trying to belittle me because you don't want me to feel superior than you like i don't like stuff like this so i feel like black women are always at the the bottom of the barrel when it comes to receiving hire from jobs we had to really climb up the ladder to get a job that we are deserving of and people always try to make it seem like we're not deserving of the position Mm -hmm. but in fact is you know i'm deserving of it so Mm -hmm. and then we go to um our environment who we surround ourselves with i feel like black women are not protected because you have black men and even men in general or women in general general raping you know stealing shooting like goes as far as like it was an eye-opener for me and then i'm gonna get to the third level the eye-opener for me my friend got killed Mm. um her name was tiana rest in peace to her she was a black business owner hair like she had her business at a young age before you know i knew what i wanted to do and she was determined and i'm like dang you know a situation happened where y'all supposed to be protecting her and she got caught in crossfire mm-hmm. how did that even happen like that right. you know what i'm saying and it wasn't like and and a lot of people always say oh wrong place wrong time no she was at the right place at the right time that's mm-hmm. where she was supposed to be mm-hmm. you can't blame her for being in a situation of she was going out that's her that's her habitat she mm-hmm. likes to go party right. how you fought her for being in the wrong place at the wrong mm-hmm. time it wasn't super the wrong, insensitive yeah it's right. like it's not the wrong place at the wrong time she's where she needed to be right. they didn't think before they acted on whatever that they did and i felt like that was just like so let me ask you this who was supposed to protect her the people that she was out there with or the people that did the shooting or whatever i feel like the people that did the shooting because if you're coming for your target Mm. you're not supposed to miss right so and as a man in general you have a mother sister cousin brother you know siblings aunts uh grandma great grandmoms and you protect those women in your family, or maybe you don't. Who knows? But I just feel like initially, anything that should go through a man's mind is to protect any type of woman, mm-hmm. any type of child. But it's just like every time I turn around, I always see this 10-year-old little girl or 15-year-old girl or an infant. I'm just like, how is this stuff happening? Mm-hmm. When a man is set on earth to protect mm-hmm. and provide, it just don't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. It don't make sense. And then we get to the higher end where you are at, like, 
in relationships where, you know, the infidelity and mental, emotional, physical abuse. And it's just like, Mm. come on. Like, we create y'all. So, Mm. you know. So, I agree with that. But when we talk about infidelity and things like that, do you think that a man's mindset is able to, like, do you think, like, if a man cheats, Mm-hmm. That his first thought is that it will hurt you. No. So <laughs> okay. All right. So because they, they men don't think men don't men think, but they don't think in terms of oh I'm gonna hurt my girl when I do this. Right. They don't think like that. They think oh I'm about to do this. I'm about to get my nut off, and mm-hmm. once the nut off, then they think oh I just fucked up. Right. So. <clears throat> so can you don't get, <laughs> because I have experienced situations so like that can you blame now granted pro, like if you do something you mm-hmm. gotta be accountable for what you do but can you be mad if the mindset isn't there like if we weren't taught to just not we were taught but like honoring a woman and protecting a woman is not in the regards of hurting her feelings mm-hmm. it's like if you a guy and you're trying to be promiscuous with somebody else, you don't think first of like, this is going to hurt my lady. It's, I don't get caught, right? Yeah, let me do everything to, to not I get said, caught. I was, I was, it was just about to come out. I was like, you know, men don't think in regards to I'm going to hurt her. It's more so, I'm going to do this, but I know she's not going to find out. Mm-hmm. But then the situation is they don't think about the consequences when wifey finds out so now that's why when a man a guy cheats or whatever the case may be they get stuck Mm. or they tend to lie instead of just being honest because i respect you more if you're honest about the situation even though he still cheated i respect you more because it's like dang okay he had the decency to tell me the nut shit that he did Mm. but I can only respect it because you was honest. So now I respect your honesty, but you still fucked up. So now you you still done. But, I mean, like, you know, you still done. You still a done. But then that's but a, a great reason to lie, to provoke, no, the, to, to, to prevent the only, doneness. You only making the situation worse. No, I'm not. You are so. Why? Because <laughs> once I find out the truth, nothing you say to me from here on out. I'm going. I'm not going to ever believe you. That might give me a, another six months of trying to work on what why, I shouldn't why, be doing. Why, but why Why should it take you six months to learn not to lie when you can tell, when telling the truth is way Because telling the truth never, if, let me ask you, you let this if you <clears throat> leave here and your car is still out there, hopefully. Um, Damn. <laughs> the way you park was crazy. I got like the handicap, but, but you drive away and somebody get on your nerves and you whip out a gun and you shoot them in the head. It's your goal to go to the police station and tell the cops what you did. That's different. No, Your Honor, no, it's not different. The goal is to remain innocent and learn to yourself and say, I shouldn't do this again. Now, I'm not talking about the compulsive people who, or the impulsive, not the impulsive, but the compulsive cheaters or habitual cheaters. I'm talking about the people who say, dang, I never thought, and it's hard for you guys to believe it, but I never thought no. about it affecting you because I, my thought process was primarily on the fact As of doing whatever being, I'm doing without you know getting caught. right from wrong. 
And you're right, might not be wrong, but you if you know your partner, that's why I go back from earlier, you have to get to know your partner because you already, I feel like if a man know his partner and know what she like and what she don't like and know she don't play no game, he not even going to put himself in a position to even lose the person that he really, really want to be with. It's it is true. true. Because guess what? If you create an idea where you got a fireproof plan to never get caught, your goal isn't to oh, I'm not gonna do this because I'm not gonna hurt her because I'm not gonna get caught. And exactly. I'm and I'm and I'm listen. I'm saying that it's stupid, but I'm just saying we gotta as men gotta change our mindsets because you do. I guarantee sixty percent of us don't think about how it could hurt you because we don't think we're gonna get caught. Right, but then I don't. I just had this conversation yesterday. It's not about the fear of getting caught. I don't ever want somebody to be scared of me. I I just want it to be you. Holding yourself accountable, you apologizing. It's called change behavior. So I would never sit here and say, Oh, I didn't get cheated on because I have. But I would never sit here and be the woman to say, Oh, I left. And there was no, because I took him back because you love somebody and you wanted to work and you want to see them change. But that's why you lie. You don't lie. Because if you lie to me, everything that you say from here on out, I'm going to question everything. So now you're playing with playing on my insecurity so now i feel like when a man lies and then you know boom that's out the way so then the relationship proceeds so now everything you do is it's affecting me because now i'm insecure about certain things and now it's like well why are you acting like that? you know why i'm acting like that like stop playing games mm-hmm. like you know why my insecurity is in the upper right now because you did what you did and then you still lie because i know the truth and you still lying on top of me knowing and you not telling me I feel like if a man tell a woman, like, all right, this is X, Y, and Z, you don't have to tell me, oh, I, st- did, you right. know, you don't have to tell me step by step, but just initially tell me, like, you know what, I fucked up, I did it. I'm trying to be a better man. I'm trying to do the X, Y, and Z because it gives us, like, the sense of safety, like, okay, he told me the truth. That, you know, it's, it's really, no, it really is for me. I okay. can't even speak for other women. Okay. For me, I would say if it's a safety net to say, you know what, he told me, me, he told me he was accountable for his actions. Am I going to leave you? All right, but, like, I'm going to scare you for, like, two weeks. Mm. Act like I don't care. Because mm. that just keeps you on your toes. Like, oh, you want to play with me? Okay, cool. But I ain't going nowhere. Right. But you have to learn your lesson. You think realizing that you're going to take me back and you going away for two weeks is going to make me learn my lesson? No, but because <laughs> now when I feel like when a man do that, now they, it, it turns to the woman like, oh, you must be doing something. You only think that because you, you done did something. No, I think that's a, di- a diversion to get it off of us because it gets too hot. Yeah, y'all manipulate. Just, manipul- manipulation. I think we all suffer from the same things in that regard. But I just think this. A person that want to change, a person that understands what you're saying and realizes that what I what my actions mm-hmm. did, um, what effects it had on you, yeah. If you love that person, then you won't, you won't do that again. That's enough. And that's what I was about to say. You won't repeat the same, the same cycle twice because if you know how it made your partner feel, you know how it affected her, and you know what it led to her being mm-hmm. after this. Because you knew she was never this person. You knew right. she was always calm, cool, and collected. And her insecurities chasing after her, like oh. It, mm-hmm. That really eat at you. Like, yeah. dang, am I enough? And like, why he got to do that? I done did. We can do this. And it's like, dang, that's crazy. Like, because it's always going to be a thought in the back of her head. How would you feel if your woman cheated on you? You're going to be like, this motherfucking mm-hmm. bitch. So, <clears throat> if you, 
it's so it's so it's it's so testy and it's so hard to really dissect because some guys would be like, I'll never want to hurt her like that again. Yeah. Then some guys would be like, It's up. It's she up. took me back. <laughs> yeah, like, like all I gotta do is do this. She gonna yeah, come back. Yeah, I'm staying in the house so, for ten days. So what parts of you have to be reserved? Because if somebody got you like on Smash, like my wife, I got her on Smash, right? This is how I got on Smash. Prime example. <laughs> I want to tell you how, how I got her on Smash. Look, this is how I got her on Smash. She'll be like, do the dishes. I know I'm not doing the dishes, but I know what's going to happen. She's going to come in the house. She's going to yell and scream and say, why you ain't do the dishes? I'll be like, all right, make up something, right? She's going to do the dishes and be pissed. She's going to be scrubbing pots, slamming stuff. And then when she's done, she's going to be like, you hungry? Don't be like, yeah. Then we're going to sit down and eat and then it's up. So why would I ever wash the dishes if I know that I but got her on smash? That's being taken advantage of. Huh? Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. But because now you playing on her, her I guess you want to say softer side for you. You do the same thing. Yeah, but if she told you to do something, do it. Because if initially, if you wanted her to do something, you don't want her to do it. For sh- we're not talking about me. See, the thing yeah, is, we but always try saying, to go vice versa. I don't want to go tick for tick, but I'm just saying, like, you know, treating so you don't hand- do it. Handle people how you would want them to handle you. I do it all the time. People say I'm slick. I don't understand what that means, but I don't know. You, you, what you said, you said earlier, catch a person in a vulnerable state or in their vulnerable state, they'll show their character. You catch somebody in a vulnerable state, you know how to yeah, do so it. Yeah, so now you're getting a meal out of her being mad. That's, you're crazy. <laughs> you do the same thing. You might not even cook. And then you might hit your significant other or the person you date and be like, oh, I'm so hungry. I didn't eat all day. And you know he gonna be like, what you want to eat? Yeah, you playing on the fact that he just came in. The- food. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Because so I don't we- cook for people. I don't do that. They be all up in my DM like, oh, I'm hungry. Okay. So why not? What am I cooking for you for? Okay. All right. Well, obviously, then that's you saying somebody DM. I'm talking yeah. about personal people that you cool with. No. You don't cook for them either. Not like that. This is a business. So you don't cook for leisure. You don't cook for just being in the house. That's something that I want to have to do. But I'm confused. Yeah, I don't cook for like, like or for instance, yesterday I cook. I made tacos. I'm not cooking for me and ten other people for fun. Mm. That, that's an invoice. <laughs> what I'm just saying. Check. All right. So oh oh my god, I hate to cut the check. All right. So you were dating this guy, and then he decided to come over. It's your, your, your daughter's away for the weekend mm-hmm. and he come over like two o'clock and y'all chilling on a Sunday and he watching the game at one o'clock so by four o'clock you're not preparing nothing to eat I mean initially if he's coming over on a Sunday I'm on he's that's that's the easy win-win because I'm I'm always cooking on a Sunday oh my god so but right. initially if I was not cooking on a Sunday and he says oh I'm coming I'm about to come over today I'm be like oh okay you want to go I have a way, like, oh, you want to go to the grocery store with me? Or give me some money, I'm going to go to the grocery store. So that way you know, oh, worry, bet. Because in his mind, oh, worry, we about to chill vibe out. And I'm getting food. But you have to pack. So, yeah. Well, why, though? What is... Because... What does that say? Is that meet me halfway? It kind of, because if I'm cooking, I got to get the groceries, too. So let me ask you a question. Mm. It don't make sense. It does. You got. You got to make. You it can't make sense. count. You can't count. What you especially do with if you're not my boyfriend. 
So let me ask you a question. Yeah. You being, you saying that you like physical touch, and it's somebody that can touch you because you don't like everybody to touch you, but somebody that yeah. you're comfortable with that can touch you. Mm-hmm. Imagine you saying, okay, I want to take my my shoes off and put my feet on you. What if he says, no, nah, you got to pay for this? I'm going to live. Exactly, because <laughs> it's a joke. It's no way that I should be able to But that's me. different when you're talking about, like, my love language is being, you know, I want food. His love language is he want food, and your love language is you want. Yeah, but I never had a problem in that area if I asked a guy for money to go to the grocery store or like something like that. He's like, oh, how much you need? And I'll, you know, or he will get a. Money. Because in a sense, that's an investment. So why do I gotta pay for food when I can just come over and get some food? Because we're not on that time. Oh, all right. So now we're talking time. Yeah, okay. All like, right. So we're not talking about dating. We're, we're talking about dating. We're not talking yeah, about your boyfriend. Yeah. Your boyfriend, it would be different. Yeah. My boyfriend. What? All right. All yeah, right. Cool. We clear. Like, all right. I just want to clear. Anybody who be with me or end up like they one lucky mother of her because yeah, it, it gets. All right. It's the job okay. gets done. Okay. But if we dating like. You, if I know for a fact, like, because I feel like with dating, you never know with dating. Mm. It could be good and go bad, you know. It's, it's just you feel like show, You feel like in dating, you can't show too much? Yeah. You can't never show too much. People get comfortable. People take that for week, you know, for, oh, I got her. You don't relax. Mm. Like, you was really, really lucky. <laughs> like, really. But 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 that could also end the date the date amongst two people, right? Because it's like yo, she don't want to cook, she don't want to do nothing, she don't want. That's just but like what saying, have you done to show me that I should cook for you? Like that's what does it that's take? That's a luxury to me. What does it take? Like if we're dating, how do you make me feel? Okay, so like if we're dating and I take you out to dinner, I'm not telling you to go half with me on dinner. No, because that's something that you want to do. Oh my gosh, are we serious? Yeah. Oh, serious. so. Any man that I ever dated or whatever, like, oh, can I take you out? That's something that they wanted to do. That was a luxury to them. So me saying I want to cook, it's a rare occasion for to say, oh, I want, I'm going to cook for you and not request any money to go buy groceries. Like, you got to make me feel, like, on top of the world. Like, I can count on both of my hands on how many meals I done cooked for a nigga that wasn't my man. Wow. I mean, that just come with the territory at the end of the so day. So, are you that confident at your f- with your food that you feel like it's going to make a nigga go to the corner store and get a toothbrush after he eats your food and want to stay the night or something? Like, I'm trying to figure out why does, like, prerequisite know, we just, have to be in a relationship for me to cook for you. I'm not saying we got to be in a relationship. I'm just saying we got to be like that for me to want to cook for you. Okay. Like, I'm not about to cook for you because you took me on a date. Mm. No, because that's something that you want to do. I didn't ask for you to do that. But at the same time, you wanted to pursue me. So by the minute that you wanted to talk to me, you already knew my worth. Mm. So how does a guy, you know, because I ask this to a lot of my friends that are women, like how does a guy get your attention? Like, does he got to see you on the street? Can he send you a DM? Can he at you and like be like, yo, DM, baby, yo, baby, what's up? The DM stuff is overrated. It's a burnout because you don't even know who's behind these Instagram pages. Okay, so they should watch your Instagram and see where you at eating and just pop up. No, that's creepy. All right, so like. I don't know. It just depends. Like, it depends on the vibe. It depends on how I'm feeling that day, you know? Because mm. it could be weird, though. I'm like not in the mood and I done passed up an opportunity. He might could be a great guy, but I'm like, I don't feel like it. Because mm. you be burnt out. So many people DM you a day. You think about it, uh, on average, a pretty girl, they get like 10, 15, probably more than that, 20 DMs a day. Don't and don't let you post a selfie or a picture. It's a wreck. And I'm not supposed to say this, but being a being a part of the male species, 
we do have a lot of weirdos out here. Yeah, like it, the temptation, and, it, and I, I explain this a lot. Like it's it's more temptation for women than men. Like you know mm-hmm. how many it's more like so if you so say if I'm in a relationship with somebody, or like I said, I was in a relationship. I would get so many DMs. You know how hard it is to turn down men on a daily? It's hard? Yes. Really? Very. Very. Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, but y'all don't think. Mm. See, we don't think. Right. So, so why is it hard? Because it's like women are fully invested more than mm. men. Okay. As far as emotionally, physically, because we don't want to be out here doing X, Y, and Z. Men, y'all, y'all feel like sex is just sex, so I can go F her. I'm going back home to my wife. Okay. Because you invested into her. Mm-hmm. What, what I will say. Like, I don't know, but yeah, like, and I used to tell um, my ex, like, yo, like, it's there, like, don't get it fucked up. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, no, it's all there, like, because, right. you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I got my, I got her, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I got her, but do you really got me? Mm. <clears throat> so, because any moment I could go respond back to a DM and that's a rip. So does that do you get your rocks off that way? No, like, I just a don't. I like, don't get my rocks because who I'm with is who I'm with. Once I'm locked in, I'm locked in, and mm-hmm. you know. But I just say that to say like it's harder for women to turn down men. I mean, to turn down men than it is for men to turn down women. Just like y'all get flooded or whatever, or y'all temptation is very like, like damn, I see this. I can't do that. But it's really hard because women really turn down men. Hmm. Like, if you know how many men talk, try to talk to women on average per day, that's very hard. Like, hmm. I can open my phone right now and it's probably like five messages. Hmm. You, hey, beautiful, you beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to see you, run into you. I want to take you on a date. Let me fly you out. You know how hard, like, hmm. if your mental space wasn't there, I'd be like, fly me out. So weird. Oh, all right, that, cool. We out, we rolling. Men are so easy. Men are very easy. Mm. So easy. Mm. So you think men are easier than women? Yes. And that's the that's the messed up part because you gotta think to yourself as a man, like, you know, you always you know men brag, oh yeah, I fucked her, da da da. But did you really fuck her or she fucked you? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's some philosophy for yeah, you. Yeah, so right you, you know what I'm saying? Right. So y'all don't think like that. Oh, I got her. Look, do you really got her or she got you because she wanted you too? Mm-hmm. You got to think about that type of stuff because you never know. But, yeah, I feel like for me personally, it's, it's challenging. Like, I feel like now that I'm older and whoever I end up being with, it's cha- I feel like it's challenging because they're going to always think that I'm being slick or I'm being sneaky. Now that I'm in the food business, I constantly got to communicate with people. Mm. And half of the time, people don't even want food. They want to talk to me. Right. And I don't want to talk. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want to talk. I had somebody, like, I was selling food out of my mom's house. And this is my brother's home from school. People would bring me flowers, but be buying food, but be like, yeah, this is my chance. I got mm. it. Drop off flowers. Mm-hmm. I would come to my mom's house. 
Bouquet, okay. like, she like, another one? I'm right. like, yo, I don't know. These people are crazy. But is that wrong, though? Like, it's not wrong. Because you don't really know your shot or when you can yeah, get your or shot when you or can who, get you, shot. who you are. And right. No, like, I respect like, it. Right. I respect it because it's like, dang, like. Oh, snap. Go ahead, bro. Send them, send them flowers right yeah, now. Yeah, like, bro. it's like, oh, okay. So you got you have me blushing a little right. bit. It was cute. Right. But this ain't enough. <laughs> But then it's sometimes it's like I don't like to lead people on. I did that, and I heard a lot of a lot of men doing that, leading people on, not ready for a relationship because I could have been in a relationship. Mm. But I just feel like I want to continue to learn myself as before I indulge into something and be. I don't like to give my old. I don't like to give half to somebody. Like anything I invest myself into, I want to put my all into it. I feel like it's not fair for me to give my give half of me to somebody, and I'm not. 100% theory. That's not fair. You're not going to get the best part. It's parts of me. Mm. And I had to explain that to another guy because he really wanted to be with me. And I'm like, I can't be with you. Like, I understand that you want to be with me, but we could be friends. I don't want to be friends. Okay, well, fuck you then. Like, I don't know what else to say to you because I'm explaining what, what I'm going through and what I need to work on. Mm. But you saying, oh, we can work on it together. That's, I understand that, but I need to do this for me. But we don't recognize that as men. We think we so many things go through our minds of like we've all yeah, heard like, that it's not you, it's me. It's, it's y'all determined to get it. I don't care. Y'all not taking no for an answer. And it's like you need to. But no. But sometimes, why are you together? He was just persistent. Sometimes persistence work. It just depends on the person. Yeah, I'm a hard one to catch. Ugh. Like so, it's hard. But it's like it's really hard. And I, I feel like I don't feel bad, but I just have to I feel like I have to like change a few things if I do decide to get in a relationship. Like I'm a naturally t- um, like attractive person, like talking can sometimes some come off as flirting, mm-hmm. but I'm not flirting with you. So mm-hmm. now they think, oh, yeah, she want me. <laughs> it's like, right. no, right. like I'm just being friendly. Nice. Right. And then it's like, now I got to go home to my man. And then they, somebody called him like, yeah, hey, I see George she was talking to such and such. And it's like, because that situation happened before. And it's like, mm. I had to explain to him, like, it's not like that. Mm. Now he mad at me because I'm talking to him, but it wasn't in that way. In that way. Right. So it's like, it's it's just hard. And it's well, like. It's your, when you get in a relationship, the next thing you got to do is just stay in the house and cook and just bring it to the window. <laughs> like, flat out. So it's hard. And I had, I was out one day last week. And then this guy walked up to me. He's like. Man, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't talking to her because I wanted to talk to her. She gonna send her brother out to give me food. I wanted to see you. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, it's hard on both sides. It's yeah. hard to like if it's somebody that you envision that you can see or just are, are, are curious about. It's really hard to know what to do and how to go about it. Mm-hmm. So if you can't be contacted, I, I'm gonna DM you, and if yeah. I can't DM you, then I might gotta send you flowers. And I'm yeah. hoping that it's, it's worth it if it works, and if it mm-hmm. doesn't, it just doesn't. But you can't be mad. No, I'm, I don't be mad. I just I'm a I'm joking. Like I, I laugh a lot, so it's like you know, it's just funny to me. It's just like oh, that was cute. Like that's cute. Ah. Uh, uh, so I think you gave up a lot of tape. So I think your DMs aren't going to stop. I think that like people are going to start pulling up on you. Take just be careful. Don't take pictures with your license plate in your car and all that they now, because people will be pulling up. But in all seriousness, I appreciate you for being here. It was very much a lot of insight that I think of. Yeah. Uh, I told you it wasn't that deep. It wasn't that hard. <laughs> it was going to be cool. And I appreciate you for being here. So tell everybody your Instagram, social media stuff um, about your businesses and all of that. So I do catering. Um, 
uh, my Instagram is roselexcafe, R-O-S-E-L-U-X-E cafe. Um, my personal Instagram is iheart underscore nine. Please don't DM me. But <laughs> yeah, follow me, DM me um, in regards to any business needs, catering needs, um, pop-up shops, whatever you want to do. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, check mm. me out. Mm. Appreciate you for being here. This is Service Thinking. This deep in it what's on the surface I've been consistently working I just stepped into my purpose I know I'll be making them nervous Only been focused on progress Keeping a positive mindset I ain't even turned up the grind yet It's about to be over Meaning the closure Surface thinking podcast Outlast competition Curated by Becky Chad Mentally driven to do the dash Everyday life be moving fast And I know I'm right where I'm supposed to be Timing is everything certainly Used to be doubting that they all believe Worldwide broadcast globally Believe